Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Next Level Nutrition Biz podcast. I am so, so excited to have Shea here from Virtual Balance. We're going to actually answer some of your website and business questions that you sent in to us um, that we can actually just talk about and give you the best answers we can when it comes to things like marketing, website design, a little bit of information about how we know each other, um, a little bit about uh, SEO, blogging, there is so much value that is going to come from this episode. So I'm really excited to dig in and do this Q&A with Shea. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Shea is the owner of Virtual Balance, a creative design and marketing agency specializing in Wix website design. Shea is passionate about helping heart-led individuals bring their brand and business to life through intuitive strategy and intentional design. Shea has been running her business online while traveling and living abroad for the last four years in countries like Thailand, Bali, Vietnam, Nicaragua, and now Guatemala, which is amazing, and I am very jealous. (laughs) She also loves talking about the digital nomad lifestyle and inspiring others to actively create a life and business they love. Welcome to the podcast. So excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited, too. We've been connected for a long time, and uh, yeah, it's great to be on the pod. I can't believe that it's been, I don't know, 170 plus episodes and I have not had you on and my deepest (laughs) apologies, you should have been one of the first guests. So it's definitely time to have you on. And I think this will be fun to do a QA and a style where we can really just, um, well, you can share your expertise on so many things, marketing and design and websites. um, And we can just have a, a fun conversation about some of the questions that I know people are really curious about when it comes to growing their nutrition or health business. And you are the right person Mm -hmm. for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, to get, we might as well just jump right into the Q and A. I know we got a lot of questions. Um, and the first one that came in, somebody actually just wanted to know, how did you switch from your past business, yoga and nutrition into your now design and marketing business? So maybe you can just give us like a background of, uh, kind of your progression in your business. Yeah. So I actually started out, uh, when I first, when I launched my first business was in 2016 and it was called yoga with Shaya and I was a nutritionist and a yoga teacher. Um, and honestly, I just did everything DIY. I did my own website, did my own branding, did my own email marketing, my social media, everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's, this also kind of ties into how me and me and Stephanie first connected. Um, after I went to school for CSNN, I was so nervous about working with clients and onboarding clients and how to deal with clients, nutrition clients when I had them. And so um, I ended up taking Stephanie's uh, Confident Client Sessions course, I think it was online. Mm-hmm. I found her through Instagram. And honestly, that that little course she had was like the best thing to help me um, start working with clients. I think it was just the the confidence because once you, once you have clarity about what you're doing, 
it builds confidence. Right. And once I knew like how to onboard people, how to set up like a proper health plan, not give them like, you know, like the 15 page report we learned how to create in school. Um, so once I had clarity around how to work with people, um, I was a lot more confident in reaching out to people and getting clients in. Um, and then that mixed with like my design and marketing skills that I learned myself, um, really just built up my, my yoga nutrition business. And I had a lot of peers in the industry. So like other nutritionists and yoga teachers asking me like, Hey, you seem to be doing really well. Like, what did you do? How do you do this? What do you use for your website? Like, what are your social media tips? And I honestly just started helping people for free. I was like, yeah, this is what I do. Let me help you. And, uh, I finally kind of realized there was a, another need here. And I thought, shoot, I should, I should maybe start a second business. And I really enjoyed it. I started finding myself actually, when I was working with nutrition clients, like designing, you know, meal plans for them in Canva, just because I kind of enjoyed making the design of the meal plan when maybe they didn't want a meal plan. Um, so I was like, you know, maybe I can work with nutritionists and yoga teachers and other healthcare practitioners in this way. So that's when I launched virtual balance. Um, and I was just focusing on working with other health and wellness entrepreneurs because that was my background and it was really fun. It took off really well. And then honestly, I just, I was able to quit my full-time job at the hospital at that point, go full-time with virtual balance. And now yoga and nutrition is just kind of like a hobby or passion for me. So I don't work with clients in that sense anymore, but, um, that's kind of how I got started, how me and Stephanie met and then kind of switching kind of naturally, I guess, into design and design and marketing. And have you like, um, broadened your niche a little bit to do more than just like health and wellness websites and design and email marketing? Do you like help anybody now? Yeah, that's actually a great question. Um, and when I was another, just like a half an hour ago, before we started recording, I put on Instagram, like I'm doing a podcast episode with Stephanie. And (laughs) someone was like, just messaged me and said, what, what's your opinion on niching? Mm. So, um, that question just came in. So good, good time to talk about that, I guess. Um, I think, yeah, I did definitely start off niching with, um, health and wellness entrepreneurs was kind of what I focused on. And that was amazing for me in the beginning because it attracted a specific type of person that I wanted to work with. Not only that I wanted to work with, but they wanted to work with me based on my background as well. Yeah. So it made it like a really good working relationship. But then as I started to grow the business, I had some random people finding me and reaching out to me who were like financial consultants or like hairdressers and saying mm. like, can you, can, do you only work with health and wellness people? And that's when I was like, well, no, like, I don't want to turn down business. I can make anybody a beautiful website. Like these are just the types of people I prefer to work with, but of course I can help you. So, so now I did kind of rebrand virtual balance a little bit. So now I say like, um, heart led, uh, individuals or heart led businesses, which is still, um, kind of broad, but covers more than just you know, health and wellness and like heart led people can be in any, in any type of industry. Right. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's great to know. And I mean, I I have so many offshoot questions that we could go down rabbit holes. I'll try to keep focused on the Q and a questions, but I guess one thing I want to bring up was, um, you have used some like alternative marketing strategies from, you know, the, the kind of like normal, like Instagram path that most people go down. I know that LinkedIn has been a big one for you. Um, I'm not sure if it still mm-hmm. is, but I know at some point it was, and maybe that's also what opened up, um, not just working with health and wellness people, like, you know, a lot of different professions use LinkedIn. So do you think that that helped to almost like pull in a new network of people? 
Yeah, exactly. That's one of the main places I started getting different people reaching out to virtual balance. Once I was like spending time on there, engaging, posting on there, um, fully optimized my profile, mm-hmm. my personal profile that is for Shea Muller. And then I also made a business page for virtual balance. Um, there's so many things you can do with LinkedIn. And I think it's a really underrated platform. Yeah. Especially, <clears throat> sorry, especially for people who work B2B, like business to business sales, opposed to, I mean, you can still get clients for B, B2C, like business mm-hmm. to client, a customer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with B2B, it's, it's especially a great place to be. And you can like, even for nutritionists, there's so many ways you can work with other businesses. So, um, for example, like maybe you want to do a workshop in a yoga studio, right. And then you're going to be marketing yourself to the yoga studio, not necessarily to like the individual clients or customers you would get from that. Right. Or maybe there's a dental office who wants to offer like nutritional consultations to their employees. And maybe you Mm -hmm. could like reach out to a dental office. Like these are just examples, but those are the types of collaborations I find that you, that you find more on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And they're also have the budget and the ability to pay you a lot more money too, because they're bigger businesses. Right. That's a great um, point. And I think so good. It's like looking at it as like a networking opportunity, like with like Mm -hmm. a specific strategy, you're going to LinkedIn to meet these other businesses or these other, I guess, key players, you know, um, that can even like hook you up with other people that might become a potential client. So um, yeah, also with LinkedIn, I'll just say one other thing, like there's not as many touch points or like a buildup that you have to have the no like, and trust factor that I feel like you need with Instagram or other types of social media platforms. Like people are more on there for networking and for business. So people go on there specifically to look for someone that they need to hire for something. And they'll just like find your profile and message you. Like yeah. I've, I've had a problem. So- you saw my problem. Yeah. Okay, let's work together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And whereas on Instagram, for example, or Facebook, like you very rarely would just have someone reach out to you and be like, Hey, can I hire you to make me a meal plan? Or to yeah. me like, Hey, can I hire you to make me a website? Yeah. You have to like build up that no like, like and trust, no like and trust factor more. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just wanted to say one thing because I know you brought up confident client sessions. And Mm -hmm. for those that are probably like, what is confident client sessions? Because I haven't talked about that on here for a really long time. Um, So that's a program I used to have that um, was really just helping you become more confident with clients, helping to onboard clients, helping to like, what are you doing in consultations? And I just wanted to point out that is now a part of Launch Your Nutrition Biz, my online um, chorus. So just in case anyone is wondering where I get that information from, um, um, that is inside that course. And, um, yeah, I was so grateful was that amazing. you took that, you gave me some great feedback and, um, like, I think that just goes to show that like, you know, your business and your courses and the content you create is going to evolve, right? Like I no longer have that piece in my business, but it's become something else. And I'm sure you have mm-hmm. a lot of those pieces that I know, like social media was like a big piece of your business at the beginning. And I'm sure you, I don't think you're, and like, now we don't offer that. No, we don't offer social media anymore. But you yeah. still have that skill set to teach people how yes. to, you know, um, use it for marketing and getting clients and things like that. Yeah, and for sure, like even your confident client sessions. Like, I feel like even as a website designer now, if I took that, even though it's ge- it's it's geared towards nutritionists, would still help me so much. Like, even now, like I said, I'm I'm niching out to a broader audience, and me and Stephanie collaborate quite a, quite a bit together. And I have sometimes clients ask me like about Stephanie's work and they're like, well, she's a coach for nutritionists, but like, I'm a yoga teacher. And so they, they want to work with you. And I'm like, honestly, a lot of the stuff that you teach can cross over to other industries, yes. not all of it, but 
Yeah. It's so true. It's yeah. It's, it's interesting. I mean, niching is a huge conversation for me personally. It's been intentional to stay so niche down to almost like be the one go-to in this industry of nutrition. That's um, a big pro too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People will come to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like for everyone listening, I get a lot of people that are like, oh, well, I chose you over XYZ because you just because, work with nutritionists. Yeah. So, you know, if someone's niche, if you're niching down to, let's say, helping women with their periods, someone might say, well, I'm working with you specifically because I have period problems and I didn't want to work with like a generic hormone nutritionist. So mm-hmm. I think there's pros and cons, right? Like there is. Yeah. Down. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the next question we got now, we're kind of digging into some website questions that came in and things that I know my students are always asking me, and I'm sure you get these questions all the time. Um, And the first one is, do I need a website to launch my business? Like, can I launch without a website? Or is that something I need kind of right off the bat? What would you say? Yeah, that's a very popular question. And I think it's kind of this can go either way. And it's kind of something you have to look at your, your finances and how much you're, you're willing to invest in your business in the beginning. So if you say I have like a really low budget spend, I'm not going to say you need to have a website. Like you can wait, you can launch with social media. I would maybe suggest starting with branding and it could, because all of your social media posts and business cards or anything that you make um, you can have, you can have branded, right? So probably a branding package is a good place to start and just launching through social media. And then once you get a few clients, you feel a little more confident in your business, you're making some money, then you can start a website. So that would be my suggestion for people who are on a little bit of a budget, but a website is definitely part of a business startup plan. Like any type of business, whether you're creating a restaurant or a yoga studio, like you look at your main startup fees and you're always going to have like insurance, legals, website, branding, like those are normal Mm -hmm. startup fees. Um, So yeah, I think a website is important and it does have like a long-term ROI. It will help to position you like as a professional in your field, make you look a little bit more legitimate with your business um, and probably help you feel more confident as well, which I feel like we keep coming back to this idea of confidence, (laughs) but that the, the, the confidence really goes a long way in your business, especially when you're first starting out. Yeah. But yeah, it depends on your, it depends on your budget, I would say. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think about people like um, doing kind of their first version themselves and then investing in support? Like, do you find that that's almost like the typical client that comes to you? Or do you almost recommend like if it's within your budget to begin with, like put some money that way to kind of start with that professional looking website you feel like really proud to, you know, um, get business cards on and send people to? Yeah, I've had some people um, who definitely start with a little DIY, mm-hmm. but they're not happy with it. They 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 spend so much time on it, and you know there is a bit of an investment uh, in terms of like buying your domain and paying for the platform. And like then, if they want to work with me, and we only work on Wix, mm-hmm. which maybe we'll we'll talk about it a little bit later as well. But mm-hmm. then, if someone's on another platform and they're like, "Oh, but I already I really want to work with you," but like I already paid for this, this on this side. So it's easier for us if people just come to us with like a blank slate and probably easier on, on their end as well. But some people do like to DIY and try it out themselves, And like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That's what I did. And I just ended up falling in love with website design and now I design websites, but it it is a lot of time and investment. So like, if you are going to DIY it, you have to know that like, um, 
you are also going to be like your own website designer and you're, you know, the nutritionist in your business and you're doing your finances and your bookkeeping and your marketing and you're wearing all the hats. Right. So it is kind of nice to, um, kind of outsource some of those things in the beginning that you don't, um, have to worry about, but we do have, um, we also just put together a package for like, um, small businesses or like individuals who are just starting their business. And it's our basic, most basic, like small website package. And it's like a single page site. Mm-hmm. So basically you get your domain, you get your website uh, package with Wix. It comes with like their free email marketing plan and their invoicing and billing. If you need to send invoices um, to your clients through your website and it's just like a single page. So it basically just lands on your homepage. We have like a top section that introduces you a little section that says like, these are the ways to work with me, a CTA, like a call to action to book a discovery call, little contact form on the bottom. And it's like a really small single page site. Mm. We've had a, quite a few people start with that. And then after a few months, they're like, Hey, can we build out a service page or Hey, can we add a blog? And then we just like build onto the site from there. I love that. And I feel like that's, yeah, that's been a nice place for people to start. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. More like landing page style. And I was wondering Mm -hmm. that, you know, if you kind of recommended to people like, because the question was, you know, do I need a website? It's like, well, maybe you don't need like the full blown website, but you need somewhere for people to land and learn about you. And and then that really comes down to that more landing page Mm -hmm. style. So I love that you offer that because I think it's just nice to yeah, get started and then almost see the possibilities of what the website could be after it's showing you people are going, they're learning about you, they're sending you, right. you know, um, forms in your contact form or booking discovery calls. And then that yeah. kind of, again, ups the confidence of, okay, the website's yep. working. Let's invest <laughs> a little bit into this. And I mean, personally, sure. uh, I always DIY my website and then I invested in a website designer to build like a pretty custom website for me. And it is just like, it pays back tenfold for me personally. And I feel so much more confident to mm-hmm. actually tell people to go to my website where before I was kind of yeah. like, Mm, yeah, check out my website, but like, you know, and then was nervous. I'd like go double check that everything was fine on it. And I'd be tweaking it constantly where when I had it professionally designed, um, I just like knew everything looked really well and I didn't have to spend time tweaking a lot of things. So I think yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, if, if the finances are there, like, you know, getting that support, like you said, it saves you from spending all your own personal time that you could mm-hmm. be spending getting clients or, you know, like, creating client plans or whatever it is, you know, you're, you're outsourcing that to someone that is professional and knows how to do it. Yes, absolutely. Another big, big thing people say is that it, it saves some time on repeating their services or repeating what's included Mm -hmm. or what's involved with working with them because otherwise people are just connecting with you through DM or email. And unless you have like a template saved, but you're still like copying and pasting and sending all this information back and forth to people, um, you, or you can just say like, look on my website and see everything that's included, yeah. like apply, fill an application form to work with me or book a discovery call. And it's like way more streamlined for you as well. Yeah. Like trying mm-hmm. to work smarter, not harder here. Yes. yes. <laughs> like optimizing what we All can. about that. <laughs> yeah. So the next question was about Wix. Um, I know you work primarily with Wix and somebody had asked, why do you only work with Wix for websites? Yes, I get this question a lot. Um, and obviously it's because Wix is my favorite platform. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every every website designer has like their favorite platform. And a lot of pe- website designers will like bash other platforms and say they're terrible. This is good. This is bad. And I'm not going to say like any of them are, are good or bad. They all have different pros and cons. But for me personally, I like Wix the best. When I first started, like I said, I DIY'd all my own stuff back in 2016 when I started my business. 
I started on WordPress um, mm. and it was like such a time suck for me and so much extra like tech and plugins and things I had to learn. Then I switched to Squarespace. And again, Squarespace, I thought at the time was a lot easier, a lot more user-friendly, but I just didn't feel like I had as much creativity to put things where I wanted. Cause they kind of like, you have to um, design within like blocks. Yeah. I, um, I will say they just did change it. Um, did they? Yeah. It might be worth looking into even for your yourself. Like they, now you can be more, I guess, like dynamic with moving things, but oh, probably cool. because they're hearing that people dislike people like that about for that reason. And they like <laughs> for that reason. Right. Yeah. So I think it's like okay, all these cool. platforms are trying to find. They learn from each other. At. Yeah. They learn from each other too. Definitely. Yeah. Like Wix has stolen stuff from Squarespace, Squarespace yeah. sales stuff from Wix, WordPress yeah. tries to do, create different plugins that they take yeah. ideas from other platforms and show it. There's yeah. like so many, so many platforms out there, but I've, I've used a lot of them. And honestly, Wix was just my favorite at the time. I felt like I had the most freedom and flexibility to create what I, what I wanted, how I wanted it. Yeah. Um, and then also when I would like hand, when I started designing websites for other people and I would hand over the website to the client, anytime I was on, anytime I was using, um, show it Squarespace or WordPress, the client would come back to me constantly with like so many questions of them not understanding how to do things. And yeah. whenever I sent a Wix website, I look, I would like never hear from the client again. I'm like, oh. is everything okay? And they're like, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, so I think it was just maybe a little bit more intuitive or easy to mm. use for people. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, okay, I think I, this is the platform that I, that I need to stick with. And also because as a website designer, I can be really, really good and niche now at knowing everything about Wix and how to create the best website on Wix. Whereas if I always try to learn, you know, what's new with Squarespace, what's new with WordPress, and I'm trying to learn all these different platforms, I'm not really going to be super good at any of them. I'm just going to be like mediocre on all of them. So yeah. now I can streamline my business with Wix. I know it's good for my clients. I know that all the ins and outs of it. I'm a certified Wix partner now. I have like partners in Wix that they can even come in and do custom coding if we need special things oh. done. And Wix also has their dashboard is amazing. Like I could go, I could go on forever about Wix, but um, <laughs> I know a lot of nutritionists use Practice Better or like other platforms mm -hmm. for their billing and questionnaires and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. Wix has this totally built into their, their dashboard. So you get like their free email marketing platform, you get mm -hmm. invoicing. Um, so you can send like invoices, you can do payment plans, you can do questionnaires, like all this kind of stuff is included in their business tools on the dashboard of your website. So it's kind of nice to have everything all in one place. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's my little yeah. skill. <laughs> no, I love it. And you know, you did mention like you started with WordPress and it was challenging and it's like the number one thing that I hear from people is like, I have this, you know, I had even someone build this WordPress website and I have no idea what to do. And I'm frustrated. And it's like almost like they want to give up on their business because it's too complicated. So that yeah. is why, I mean, you know, I'm a fan of Squarespace as well and Wix. Mm -hmm. and, and Squarespace um, is good too. Yeah. So, but mm -hmm. I just think these platforms are like, find one that works for you. And then yes, you yes. Know, find a designer that actually knows how to use that platform. Exactly what you said. So it's funny because even though you like, you broadened your niche in terms of like who you're helping, you're still niche down because you help like Wix. Is With Wix, I guess. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> yeah. true. I like what you just said to you about finding a designer. So like mm -hmm. as a business owner, a small business owner, like if you don't know what type of plat website platform you need and you don't really have a preference, then instead of trying to seek out a website design platform to use, instead of doing that, just look for a designer that you like. So just search around, 
look at different portfolios, look on Instagram, look on LinkedIn, like try to find different designers that you like. And when you find a designer that you like, you can hire them to do the site for you, no matter what platform they're, they're using. Right. Then you're yeah. kind of finding someone that is aligned with you, which works really well too. Yeah. I love that. Cause you definitely want that communication. And I think like you actually go, you actually go the extra mile to make sure the clients like feel confident and the product that they're receiving back. And, you know, it's just mm-hmm. really important to have that communication. So, you know, I think with a website, it's like, well, I'll speak for myself being a little bit of a control freak. Um, <laughs> you know, I always want to work with people that get my vision and sometimes I'll just do things myself. Cause I'm like, well, what happens if someone else can't get that? But I think mm-hmm. like that's part of being a business owner is letting go of the control, letting other people come and step in, but finding the people that actually match your vision or are open enough to like, try to find something that you're going to be happy with and that can complement your vision. And I know that you and your team, yeah. you and your team do that really well. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's why we work with so many health and wellness entrepreneurs, not only because of my background, but a lot of the team members who I have in virtual balance now also have a background in um, like sports nutrition or nutrition and yoga and uh, kinesiology and all these types of things. So we always love working with health and wellness entrepreneurs. (laughs) Yeah. Just naturally attract them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The next question was, should I list my prices on my website? I'm really curious your thoughts on this one. Yeah, this is a really good question. And our clients ask this a lot as well. Um, um, it can be, I don't want to say a complicated question, but it yeah. depends. Yeah. So um, it's nice if you want to wean out people who can't afford your services, you can straight up say like, this is my price. And then if someone can't work with this, can't afford that, they won't even inquire to work with you. Right. Maybe you do that like later in your business when you're more established, you have a client flow, you have people that you're working with and you're able to like, you're willing to turn down people who maybe can't afford your, your services. But in the beginning, maybe you want to be more flexible and like offer extended payment plans to people. And like, you know, maybe your prices are set a little bit lower when you're first getting started. You can also put like starting at, Yeah, I like to, a lot, a lot of our clients like to put like this package, this package starts at this, this package starts at this. And then they at least know like, okay, at least I'm going to be paying this. And then if they inquire to work with you and it's a little bit more, like you do something customized, then that's fine too. Um, I also like for my packages, for example, we don't have any of our pricing on the website because everything is customized. So if I put prices on my website, we would have like huge ranges. It would be so much content. I'd have to give so many different examples of different packages because it is very customized based on what people need for their website. Yeah. Um, so we have people fill out an application form and then we do a discovery call and I give them a quote or a proposal afterwards. So again, <laughs> I don't know if that's a very straight answer, but no, if you, yeah. yeah, I think you can put like a starting at price is, yeah. is a good idea. Um, then people at least kind of know, know what they're getting into. Um, and that way, you know, also when they're inquiring you that they know what your starting prices are. So it's not going to be like, okay, then this is my price. And then they like, drop off the call or whatever, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that also comes back to like, um, copywriting on your website. Like what are the words you're actually writing on the website to express? Like, you know, like, for example, if you're saying, um, like apply now, like you can use language to like softly guide people in that journey or to, you know, um, I'm trying to like word this in a way that makes sense, I guess, so that they feel like 
it's approachable still and not like, oh, this is going to be this astronomical amount of money that when mm-hmm. I apply, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, there's no way I could afford this. Like you can kind of still express yeah. here at the writing, like how this is going to be a good fit for them and how maybe you can find a flexible payment plan or you can use all yeah. of this language to be really expressive um, of like how you want to come across to those clients. Yeah, that's a really good point too. If you're not putting like exact pricing on there, you can say like, um, you know, payment plans are available or like use the word investment instead of price or cost mm-hmm. or explain like the ROI, like how much you're going to get out of this. Exactly. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ready to start your nutrition business, but have no idea what steps you need to take? No problem. That's exactly why I've created a completely free workshop for you called Six Steps to Start Your Nutrition Biz and Sign Your First Paying Clients. In this on-demand workshop, I'm sharing my six-step roadmap to starting a successful nutrition business without a huge social media following or years of experience. I'll also share the top three mistakes I see most new nutritionists making when starting their business and how to avoid them, and the must-have tools you need to run a successful nutrition business and wow your clients from day one. Oh, and did I mention that the workshop is completely free? Sign up at stephanielong.ca slash workshop and get instant access right now. And kind of like um another question we got that also leads into this is uh, when somebody let let's say has like different um, services. So let's say somebody a nutritionist has like a one off consultation that's an hour long, and then they also sell like a one month nutrition program. Should those all mm-hmm. be listed on one like services page, um, or should each one of those be have it separate separate page? So it should like the one off consultation have one page and the one month have a separate page. Yes, absolutely. This is an easy question. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Absolutely. They're always supposed to be on separate pages. Um, this is good for like a few different reasons. You, you always want to have your individual services split up onto their own pages. Um, one in terms of SEO, which I'm not the SEO expert. I have Ashley Cockwell from organically Ash, who she's absolutely amazing. I call her my little SEO angel. (laughs) She does all the, she (laughs) She does all the SEO for me and for our clients. So she also works in the virtual balance team as our SEO specialist. So she does the website, um, the basic SEO on all of our websites. Plus we offer like ongoing campaigns for people, um, as needed, but having the services on individual and on individual pages is great for SEO because the way that I have come to understand this is if someone is searching for your services on Google and you have all of your services on one page and you're, someone is typing in Google something specific, Google is, it's going to be hard for Google to understand, to read your website and say like, oh, is this like really what the person is looking for? I don't know, because they also have all this other information on here. And the Google's not going to show that person your, your website. But mm-hmm. if you have the website pages if you have the services on individual website pages, it's going to be really easy for Google to match what someone is searching and be like, yes, they're talking exactly about that on this page. They're talking about only that on this page, and they're going to match the person's search with your, your website page. <laughs> Does that make sense? Oh, so that's, in, that's in terms of SEO. Um, and then also just clarity for your, for your clients and, or for your, your potential clients and like your website visitors. So it's, it's way easier for someone to browse through your website click to the page that they're interested in viewing. If you have all of the information on one page, it can be like turned into a really long page and a lot of content and a lot of writing. It simplifies people, it simplifies things for people. 
just to be able to find all the information they need um, on one page. So yeah, we always, we always separate the services. If you're just starting out and sometimes people don't have a package or like an ongoing plan or a group program, they just say, I only work with people one-to-one and it's like a customized program. Then we just create one service page. It'll just be like, work with me. This is what it looks like. This is how it works to apply. Like this is, these are the types of things that we do. Um, and it's just kind of on one page, but it, that's still specific to like one service. Right. Okay. That, I love that answer. I love when it can just be like <laughs> clear cut. Yes. On separate pages. I think that's actually going to be really helpful. And if you're listening and you haven't done that to your website yet, um, and you have a website, go and do that. And, sh- yes. and thank Shaya and help that will help your <laughs> SEO. will help you actually find clients. So it's a real easy thing you could do right now. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that that was it for the website questions. I guess one that we did get that maybe you can like touch on a little bit is just like any tips for branding and photos. Like, you know, if somebody, Mm -hmm. let's say, is doing their own website, like what should they be thinking about or should they invest in a branding and and professional photo package like to get the website up and running? I'd love your your thoughts on that. Yeah. So again, um, branding is not my specialty. I have Lauren, she's our brand stylist, uh, who works in the virtual balance team and she's absolutely amazing. But when I was starting out my own business, I did try to DIY my own branding and I spent a lot of time going back and forth on like colors and fonts and Googling and YouTubing, like how to create a brand. And so I kind of like figured out some things on my own, but, um, what I would say is that you, for your color palette, you want to stick between like four and six colors and you want mostly complementary colors but maybe one that would be contrasting so like for an, for an example would be like on your website when you have a button you know sometimes you hover over a button and you want that contrasting color or like sometimes you need something contrasting in terms of like sales or marketing to like stand out more yeah. um so you do need like a contrast color but most of them should be like complementary um you also want to have two fonts, maybe three tops. Um, you need like a sans serif or serif font for like your paragraph font. I don't even know if these terms will make sense to people, but you can use like a bold, kind of like a bold font or a, or a script for, for like headings and titles, yeah. but you want something really legible in like a paragraph. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you need something really legible for paragraphs. Um, And yeah, so just getting clear on your fonts, your color palette, and um, you can DIY logos in Canva, but one thing to note is that sometimes when you export them and add them onto your website, they're blurry or pixelated if you don't have the right file size, or if you have a physical, like a brick and mortar location business, and you need to get like a sign printed or anything like blown up really large, like a physical copy of something. And those logos aren't usually very good. You need like your file or like something made in AI, like Adobe Illustrator. Mm-hmm. So there is definitely pros of investing in, in branding and having it done properly, but you can also DIY things when you're getting started. So a lot of our clients actually come to us for branding and they say like, Hey, I kind of like started my Instagram and I've been using these types of colors and I kind of like these fonts. So then we kind of can create something for you based around that. So it is fun to like dabble in it yourself a little bit and explore and figure out what you like and then have like a brand designer kind of bring it all together for you. Well, I'm sure as the designer as well, it's a little bit easier for someone to come in with a bit of an idea versus coming in and being like, I have no idea. I mean, maybe that's fun (laughs) for you because then you're like, okay, like I can be creative here, but I'm sure like it is nice. Yeah. It can be nice just to have like a little bit of 
understanding of like what the client likes and what they're interested in and mm-hmm. what they're attracted to. And then also, I mean, flip side, not to go too far into branding, but also what the their potential client might be interested in. Like if they're doing like yes. nutrition, that might look really different than like um, later in life, nutri- you know, like geriatric nutrition or something like that. So, Absolutely. And creating yeah. branding that like applies to the people you're trying to attract, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of us, we work with types of people who are similar to us, especially mm-hmm. in nutrition and yoga, I find with health and wellness entrepreneurs, like we're working with clients who have gone through similar struggles and have similar issues as us. And like, that's not why now we're working in this field to help people overcome those types of things mm-hmm. is very common with health and wellness. And so a lot of the times the branding that you like and appeals to you, you can use. Yeah. And that's why people fall so in love with their brand. And then it also attracts those like types of people. Right. But yeah. there is sometimes where the type of person you're trying to attract is not necessarily what you would like for your branding. So we do like a whole brand strategy and we have like an in-depth questionnaire that we ask to, to gain clarity around all that type of stuff. But yeah, it is important to have your branding set before you start working on your website. Otherwise you waste a lot of time, like going back and forth on all of your pages and changing your fonts around and your colors. Um, and also I, you, I think you mentioned photography. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's another interesting thing. Like I could put together two websites that are identical and just have different photos on them. And one per- someone would be like, oh my gosh, that website looks so beautiful. And that one like doesn't really, but it would be the exact mm-hmm. same design of the site, just different photos. Mm-hmm. And so photos make a really big difference on, on your website. But that being said, like as long as they're not blurry or pixelated, um, you can use, like, especially during COVID, I had a lot of people who couldn't work with photographers and they would just get their spouse or their kids or something to like use their iPhone. Like the smartphones these days have really good cameras. If you just get nice lighting and you dress up nice, you can get your own like nice photos. So you don't have to spend, I mean, if you want to hire a professional photographer, that's amazing. You get really nice photos, but it's not, it's not needed. There's ways around it for sure. Oh, and keeping your brand, sorry, I have like so many things coming No, go for it. It's it's awesome. (laughs) And keeping your branding in mind when you're doing your photos as well. So Mm -hmm. if you think like uh, the specific color palette that we're going to be using on your website, keeping that color palette in mind when you're taking your photos so that when the photos are on the site, they don't clash with your, your brand colors, right? So trying to be on brand in terms of colors with your, with your photos is always good to keep in mind too. Yeah, I'm sure that would make your job a lot harder if the photos were all like a bright red sweater <laughs> the person was wearing, but they're using like pastel colors, like yes. there's no fixing that. So definitely <laughs> kind of thinking a little bit ahead, um, I'm sure is is a really mm-hmm. smart yeah, idea. That helps. Yeah. Okay. So I think we're shifting out of the website questions. And then there's just a couple more, more general questions. I know you got from your audience when you put a little call out to send in questions for this episode. Yeah. So one of the questions was, what do you think or suggest about offering online courses? So I'm assuming this is just more general, like what are your thoughts around online courses? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is interesting for me because um, I did launch an online course um, like a few years ago in my business when I was offering social media, social media management and social media support. I created an online course. I used Teachable. Mm-hmm. And it was called Vibe, Vibe Online. I think my four mm-hmm. modules was like vision, insight, uh, build, execute, like to stand for vibe. Mm-hmm. And it was a really fun course that I put together and it did pretty well on the launch. And then, and then Instagram like changed mm. all of their shit or all, mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, Instagram, you can swear. <laughs> Instagram changed all of their stuff. And I was like, oh my God, now I have to re-record 
mm. a lot of these videos. So if I think my opinion on courses is like, if you're teaching a platform, mm. then make sure that you love the platform. You're committed to keep learning and growing with it. And you're, you're willing to keep like re-recording things yeah. as the platform changes. So for me, like, and this was like pre-reels, like this was a long time ago. And now I hardly even spend that much time on Instagram anymore. Yeah. And so I think at the time for me, I was like um, reaching a little bit, being like, okay, everybody wants this. So that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of doing what I thought would do well and what other people wanted to do opposed to what I wanted to do in my business mm-hmm. and really niching or like really following what I enjoyed and like my what's it called? My zone of genius. Yeah. yeah. So if I was like passionate about Instagram, I know there is a lot of people out there who used to have Instagram courses and they still do, mm-hmm. then that's great. And I think even like launching nutrition biz, you, I think you have like tutorials, you have to say tutorials do, in there. But I do have to update them. So it is true what you're saying where you kind of have to keep your finger on the pulse with the platforms. Yeah. Yeah. And actually I'll just interject for a second. One thing I learned from a girlfriend of mine who has had online courses for a long time is either like create like a timestamp for yourself. So you know where to go back and actually Mm -hmm. like edit something or create shorter videos. Because I know when I first started launching nutrition biz, they were longer videos. So I, instead of having to go back to re-record a five or a 10 minute training or lesson, I'd have to go re-record a 30 or 40 minutes. So now all of mine, I believe are usually under the 10 minute, definitely under the 20 minute mark. Um, So now I can just go and update like a singular lesson. So that's that's a good tip tip as well. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good tip too. But with Mm -hmm. launching nutrition biz, you're also just like sharing a lot of information, like, Mm -hmm. like knowledge and education and information that doesn't necessarily change over time, right? Like that information is always going to be good. Sure. Maybe you learn new things that you are adding into the program and you're always updating things, but it's not like you have to delete those and then like re-record new things. Right. So for me with my Instagram course, at least that was a big learning thing for me. And I didn't want to be committed to keep, you know, staying on top of Instagram. Um, Now I have questions like if I would ever do a Wix, like a Wix Mm -hmm. course, like a Mm -hmm. DIY course for people. So maybe that will be the next thing for virtual balance. Um, but we'll see to come maybe. (laughs) And I mean, I'll give the advice to everyone listening and maybe to you as well. If, if you're looking for any advice, Mm -hmm. I know what I'll even teach some of my, um, students now, or some of my clients is, you know, definitely like gauge, like, do people actually want that? course offering. So like doing polls, doing, you know, like email content, Mm -hmm. even creating a freebie around that, whatever that course might be about to see are the downloads. There are people interested in this free thing. If they are, there's some idea that they might, you know, pay for a paid product. And then some people will even, um, pre-sell the chorus before creating it to gauge like, okay, am I, are people actually going to buy this? Then you can like drip the content out every week, or maybe somebody pays November 1st for January 1st access. So for the next two months, you just like churn out and create all this pre-recorded content. So I think there's different ways to do yeah, it. Yeah, right I like or that wrong. style. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like kind of like setting yourself up for success. So you're not spending like six months, you know, creating Making all it, content, recording it, and then, and then no one buys it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For or sure. I mean, like I just spent the summer redoing Launch Your Nutrition Biz. But at this point, like I have, you know, 350 plus students knowing that that's like 
this is a product people want, right? So I have the proof, but I think when you're starting, you don't have the proof. So you kind of need to like build it more slowly and not just dump a bunch of your time into something you're not yet sure is going to actually like pay off at the end. I think it's different Mm -hmm. for you. You obviously are being asked to create a course like this. And I think if people are asked for this thing, then sure, there's some proof there. But um, just for everyone listening, like really test out if, if this is something just like you said, like that you're going to want to be updating yeah. and putting time and effort into and down the line. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Another question, actually, before we hit record, I think you and I were chatting a bit about referrals. Um, so the question is tips for getting more clients from referrals. So if you have any, any ideas for yeah. people be utilizing them. Yeah. So this also comes back to why I just mentioned, like I hardly spend time on Instagram anymore Mm. Um, is because I don't, I don't have to, like, I feel like I don't have to be on there, like constantly marketing and building up the no like, and trust because I am getting a lot of referrals now. And um, that just comes with time and business as well. So now I've been in virtual balance for like four years and we're, we are getting like most of our clients come from referral base now and the referrals are the best easiest, happiest clients to work with. And I feel like when they approach you, it's because they're already kind of bought in. So yeah. if somebody, somebody has already told them like they, they like you or they enjoyed working with you if they were a past client or something like that. And then um, even if you have a referral incentive, so anyone that's referred to us, we also give them a discount. So not only have they been told we're good, we're offering them a discount. So it makes it easy for them to say yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just find like those types of, those types of clients are just the the easiest, the nicest, and the most fun to, to work with than the clients who you have to like sell to work mm. with you. Yeah. Um, and the re- the one of the ways that I think that we've virtual balance has gotten to a point where we do have so many referral clients is because we really focus on creating a, a really amazing client experience. So if you want to get more referral clients in the future, focus on treating your current clients really, really well. <laughs> so yeah. that's how it's, that's how it's going to come back to you. Right. Do yeah. extra things like go the extra mile. Um, sometimes when our clients websites launch, like we send them flowers or throughout the process, like when they're doing their copywriting, I send them like a e Starbucks gift card mm-hmm. and I say like, mm-hmm. go have a coffee on us because I know it's hard to write all your, all of your content. And it's like those little, those little things that people are like, Oh my gosh, that's so nice. You know? And that's why they remember. And then they tell people like, oh my God, I got this beautiful website, but not only was the website amazing, like the team was so great and they gave me this gift card and like, they say all these amazing things. Right. So when people always ask me like, how do you get referral clients? I just say like, focus on treating your clients really well and having like a really good client experience. Yeah, that is great advice. I remember when I hired my copywriter, Megan, she on, so it was a day, basically a VIP day where like that day she would go and write all of my content. She'd send it over and then we would like make any changes. And I remember the morning of that VIP day, I didn't have to do anything. It was just her working for me that day. And she sent me a gift card. I think it was like a 10 or $20 Starbucks gift card and was like, you know, sit back, relax, grab yourself a coffee and like, let me do work. And I remember that $20 felt like, two thousand dollars like I was like oh my god I remember like going to going <laughs> like, to Starbucks and getting the best drink just like having the best day and being like wow I'm being so taken care of today and that was like a small small percentage of what I paid to her overall right. but that felt like such like she was going the distance so it sounds like you do that for your clients as well which is so so nice and um the other thing I want to say there mm-hmm. is 
I think so many times we worry so much about marketing and getting the client in the door that we don't actually think about what do we do with the client after. Yeah. And just like you're saying, it's like that is equally, if not more of an important experience, you know, for that nutrition client or for whatever client you're working with to come in and be like, okay, like it was great, you know, feeling like they were speaking to me and their program fit and the pricing fit. And mm-hmm. now I'm in, and I also feel like this is a great fit and, you know, they're, yeah. they're matching my needs and all those things. So I, I love that you brought for sure. that up. Yeah. Even after, like, even they're, if you're done working with them, they're off boarded, you're done paying with them. Like maybe, maybe a month later, two months later, send them a follow-up and just check in. Like even they may, and you know what, sometimes those turn into return clients and they're like, Hey, actually, I want you to update my meal plan or Hey, Oh, actually I have my cousin who wants to work with you now, you know? And then even just you checking in with them makes, keeps you top of mind. And they just remember you again and your experience together. And maybe they'll refer someone else to you, or maybe they come back to work with you again as well. So yeah, always, always going in with a, always keeping those follow-ups in mind. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay. Two more questions. Um, the, the next one is, I'm curious what you're, what you're going to say to this one, any new and upcoming marketing tools for 2023, like anything that you see, maybe like that's going to come out, that's going to be helpful in the space that we're in or, um, anywhere that maybe you're going to put your money, like when it comes to marketing your business. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm just curious cause I, I can't actually think on the top of my head. So I'd love to know. Your yeah. Answer. So, um, I had kind of two things in mind for this. When I saw this question come in, the first thing we kind of already talked about was LinkedIn. Mm. I feel like it's just a platform that keeps growing and it's a very professional platform where a lot of people are starting to discover, like you can get a lot of clients and good network connections on there. So 2023, I would say make a business goal to get on LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. (laughs) create your profile, create your business profile on there. Just spend like 10 minutes each day, just like going onto the app, either on your phone or your computer, just like 10 minutes each day to find some people to connect with, to engage on the feed or make a post. If if you're, if you're posting on Instagram and Facebook, you can reuse those posts and post them on LinkedIn as well. Always reuse your content everywhere. Yes. Um, I know you're big on that and I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So yeah, LinkedIn, I think, um, is going to be a big focus, um, for myself as well. I'm, I'm planning on spending more time on there. And the other thing that I'm seeing emerge is, um, apps like creating, Ooh. getting apps created. And it's not, I think it's something that virtual balance might actually learn because we're having a lot of people inquire about it. And again, these people are coming from LinkedIn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like having custom apps created. So like if you have a website, basically your a website can be turned into an app, like on your, mm-hmm. on your phone. So it, any of your services. So for example, if you do like, um, yoga classes or, um, meal planning or anything like that, you could have an app created for it um, where people can like your clients can log in to get like meal plans that you've posted into the app for them. Um, so it's like a little bit of a different experience than a, than a website, yeah. but I think that's an up and coming thing too. So yeah, we'll see what happens with the, uh, with the um, apps coming out, but <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny you bring that up. Cause right before we jumped on, I was uh, browsing Instagram a little bit. And one of my like favorite kind of like personal trainers she had just posted about um joining her her six-week challenge in her app (laughs) and and I literally in my head was like 
it's so funny the timing on this because I was I was definitely thinking like oh my gosh I guess like apps in a sense you could look at like a membership you know if the person Mm -hmm. if it's like a different strategy where they're paying monthly to get access to the app or something this person has a huge audience so it probably makes sense to have a lower priced you know um, product like an app you know because they have the numbers there maybe if you only have 50 100 people in your audience maybe it doesn't make as much sense but I'm curious Mm -hmm. um yeah to kind of see like how that Yeah, I'm curious to see how it rolls out. I've just been noticing a lot more talk of it, especially with fitness instructors, like you said, too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I love all the trends. I'm definitely going to have to look into some for before we hit the new year to kind of see what my thoughts and ideas would be for what's coming next. (laughs) Um, The last question is kind of just a fun question. And again, curious of your answer here. But somebody asked, will either of us, you or I, um, take on nutrition services or nutrition clients again, or are we enjoying the business side? So what is your answer? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like I kind of said in the beginning, like, um, nutrition and, and yoga is kind of like a hobby and a passion for me now. But, um, I think, maybe virtual balance might start offering retreats, um, mm. like bu- business retreats for health and wellness entrepreneurs. Uh, cause I am located in Guatemala and, uh, we plan to stay here long-term. So I'd love to bring people here on like a little bit of a business retreat and we can do yoga and like have healthy food and tour the town and maybe have like some business workshops and stuff. So that would be a way for me to bring yoga back into what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I've wanted, I've wanted to do this for, for a while, but you know, I think maybe in 2023 we'll be able to make it happen. So, um, but yeah, in terms of like just yoga or nutritional consulting, I don't think I'll do that again. Yeah. If you had to pick a niche to do for nutrition, what would it be? Oh, interesting. (laughs) Um, Yeah, probably, probably plant-based, like helping people, people who want to, uh, have a plant-based diet, like helping them transition healthily and like having enough protein and B12 and all of that type of stuff. So that, you know, especially in the vegan world, people are, there's a lot of unhealthy, unhealthy yeah. vegans, you know, yeah. they try, they, they come into veganism wanting to do it for like the environment or the animals and not necessarily a, from a health perspective. Yeah. And so they get the term like the junk food vegan. And, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so yeah, helping people like transition into a plant-based diet, uh, because I also am plant-based, um, yeah. but yeah, doing it healthily. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that the retreats is a great idea. So save me a spot. I That would be amazing. <laughs> and um, what about you, Stephanie? Yeah. I mean, I, what I've learned about myself is that I am like, I need to focus on one thing because I definitely, I definitely can be more shiny object, like, like early years of my business, like, Oh, I'll do this and I'll do that. And I'll do that. And I've always become so just like tunnel vision on like business coaching, launch your nutrition biz, no other like big ideas or plans for the Mm -hmm. most part, because that's actually like I function. Um, so I think that like, I just can't manage to open <laughs> a nutrition business. I just don't think that would be best for me and like my personality. That being said, if I was to do a nutrition business again, I feel like I'd probably niche down, um, probably earlier this year, I would say like hormones, um, okay. specifically like, um, probably, um, hormonal migraines. That's something I mm. deal with a lot that I've done like more tests, like Dutch hormone testing on and yeah, really figured out like what is really going on for me. So I feel like I'd go somewhere that route, but, um, for now I just kind of like sharing 
like information with friends and family without the pressure. Yeah. I'm going to do too. this full time. So yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. That's yeah. great. We'll see. I mean, I, look how much we've both pivoted to this point. So who knows what the future yes. will hold, but yeah, I'm glad to so. see that business is doing so well for you. And, you know, to wrap things up, well, number one, thank you for sharing. This has been really, really fun. Yeah, I mean, it's very fun. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I could probably ask you 10 thousand more questions, but maybe we can do this in a couple more months and gather some sure. more have you back on. Um, yeah, I would love to. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I, be- I remember when you launched the the podcast, like your first episode, it was because I did confident client sessions, like long before you even started the podcast. And then wow. when you, when you had the podcast come out, I was like, Oh my gosh, like, this is so valuable. I listen to your podcast <laughs> all the time. And uh-huh. now to think that like, now I'm not in nutrition, I'm on yeah. the, the like design and marketing side. And now I'm a, I'm a guest speaker on your podcast. So that's really cool. <laughs> well, and isn't that funny that the podcast, I think this year is coming up on four years, I think four years, I'm going to have to double check the timing on that, but, um, and you, yeah, that would make sense about four years. So yeah, Mm -hmm. pretty amazing. Um, so in the meantime, why don't you share with everybody where they can find you, how they can work with virtual balance, maybe like a little bit about the services that you and your team offer. Sure. So, um, maybe in the show notes, you can link my Instagram and my LinkedIn and maybe just the link to my website. So people can, um, check us out on there. We have all of our services on there, but Basically, like I said, we've been doing a lot of those, um, the small single page websites for people. So that would be the the cheapest, fastest, most affordable to way to work with us if you want to get a small website up and running. Um, we do also offer individual branding packages. And then we do like blog website packages. We do e-commerce. We have service-based packages. Like all of our website packages are basically customizable to what you need. And if you apply to work with Virtual Balance, and you mentioned Stephanie or Stephanie Long or Launch Your Nutrition Biz. Um, we always offer $300 off of a branding and website uh, bundle. So if you get branding and website package, both, then you save $300 off your off your package. Huh, so nice of you to offer. I know some people have taken you up on that. And I've seen the websites. I've had many clients um, that have either worked with you and then worked with me me or yes. work with me and then work with versa. you. Yeah. <laughs> and I yes. always love seeing it and just like the amazing work that you do. So I highly recommend people check you out. I think it's just virtual balance. Virtue well. Yeah. Balance. Virtue well balance. Yeah. I'll make mm-hmm. sure that that goes in the show notes so you can go and click through there. Um, follow her on Instagram. And then, yeah, definitely mention my name. You might as well save money um, if you're going to reach out and work with her and her team. So yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Stephanie. So fun. (laughs) No problem. You're welcome back anytime. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.